Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. I've talked before on this episode about the fact that I don't like buzzwords or things that are used a lot and kind of lose their meaning because they're used so much. And one of those words is privilege. And so I wanted to spend today talking about exactly what privilege is, what it can look like, and how you can use your privilege for good. So the whole concept of privilege is, um, it's not new, and the history is actually very interesting. So in 1903, W.A.B. Du Bois released the book, The Souls of Black Folk, and then you have the Civil Rights Movement. I mean, even before the 1900s, I am sure that there was conversation about the privilege that um, certain members of society had over others. And uh, fast forward into the 80s and the 90s, Dr. Peggy McIntosh, she's a professor at Wellesley. She uh, released her take on white privilege. And so, for instance, there is a piece that's entitled, I am never asked to speak for all the people of my racial group. And when I saw that, it took me back to being in graduate school. I've mentioned previously that I went to a predominantly white institution. And uh, often in my classes, I was either the only Black person or one of maybe two or three. Uh, And I remember there was one class that we were taking on... I guess the equivalent of subliminal messages and subliminal messages in the media. And uh, one of the things that it was talking about was the difference between people's perceptions of race. And so I'm listening to the professor talk and I'm taking my notes and minding my own business. And then I get called on and asked for my opinion. And I felt immediately uncomfortable. And I knew that I was uncomfortable because I was being asked to represent my race as the only Black person in the class. Um, So when I saw that she had written about that, I said, yep, absolutely. She also said that people who have privilege often deny their privilege. They deny benefiting from their privilege. And that in and of itself does an injustice to the people who do not have that privilege and do not benefit from that privilege. So if you are wandering around this world just completely blind to the ways in which you benefit that other people don't benefit, it's really doing a disservice to the people who don't have the same benefits that you do. And that's why I wanted to talk about this, to think about my own privilege and to also encourage you to do the same. There's the whole 
concept of social inequality, social inequity. People know what that means, that certain people cannot access housing or cannot access um, the same level of pay or education or resources. And social privilege is basically the flip side to that. So if you think about it on a spectrum, you have inequality at the very end and you have privilege at the other end. And what you do in between really matters. How do we bridge the gap between the two? So what are some types of privilege? Well, the one that has been getting the most attention within the past few years is race, of course. And it's not just about the color of someone's skin. It's about what that represents and what it has represented historically. Um, and so that is its own discussion that could take up an entire episode in and of itself. But there are other types of privilege. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about what those are. Education level is its own form of privilege. And similar to race, it's not necessarily about what degree you have, but what it represents. Doors open up for people who have um, college education and graduate degrees. Doors open up for people who have finished high school versus people who did not. And so your education level also gives you a certain level of privilege. There's also financial privilege, obviously. Uh, and that is all about what access you have to resources with the amount of money that you have. One thing that I don't feel like gets talked enough about is pretty privilege. So in this day and age of social media and influencers, one thing that we don't talk about is the fact that the people who tend to get a lot of the attention and followers and then can benefit from things like sponsorships and making money off of their brand, those people tend to be more attractive. Um, and that could be their facial features, their body type. What that does is it sets a precedent and people who may not look like them then feel like they need to aspire to be like them. And that then takes us down this spiral of shaming yourself. Um, and in the past, I've done work in the eating disorder space, and I've had conversations about that, about the impact that um, magazine pictures and people posting online, what impact that can have on teenage girls and teenage boys, um, but just people in general. If you are consuming media that's giving you a certain message, then it's going to impact how you feel about yourself. 
like I mentioned, body image. It also includes body size. So people who are um, plus size have their own battles to fight. And I love the fact that there has been a a body positive movement happening over the past few years, but we have so much further to go. Heterosexual privilege also exists. People who are identify as LGBTQIA plus have battles to face that straight people do not. Um, in particular, people who present as straight in the gay community also have privilege that people who do not present in that way do. So for instance, I am queer identified and I'm very open about that. And the fact that I look like a quote unquote stereotypical woman, I am received as a straight woman out in the world. People may have no clue about my identity. However, if I have a pair who is maybe a masculine presenting queer identified woman, she is received differently in the world than I am. Um, Also relatedly being cisgender versus genderqueer or transgender people who identify as their assigned sex at birth, that is their gender identity, they have privileges that uh, others do not. We also talk about ableism. So um, people who are able to navigate this world without having to be concerned about closed captions or wheelchair ramps or uh, any braille, for instance, on the menu at the restaurant. People who are able to just live their life without having to consider these things experience privilege that others do not. And the last one that I wanted to talk about, the neurodivergent community, it refers to people who have some type of neurological quote-unquote impairment, and that word impairment is received differently. Um, But basically, they compare themselves to people who do not have a diagnosis, and they highlight the fact that their lives are very different. So for instance, my brother has Down syndrome, And intellectually, he is not at his age level, okay? So what ends up happening is the way in which he navigates the world is different from the way in which other people his age who do not have an intellectual disability navigate the world. So that can be applicable to people, for instance, with autism or with ADHD, they are identified in some areas specifically online as neurodivergent 
divergent from the quote-unquote norm or um, the majority of the population, and their experience in life is different from others. So those are just some examples of the way in which privilege can present itself. Um, when you stop to think about your own privilege, there are some people who may have the reaction that, well, I'm not privileged. What are you talking about? And I would challenge that um, because I just gave a list. And so those are things to think about. But if you are in the United States or Canada or England, that in and of itself is its own privilege um, because there is access to resources that other people, perhaps in developing or underdeveloped countries, do not have. So generally speaking, if you think about it enough, there's probably some way in which you are privileged. I mean, you're listening to this podcast and there are so many people around the world who do not have the ability to do that. Um, I found a quiz on BuzzFeed, which is funny because privilege is a buzzword, um, that is called How Privileged Are You? And it reminded me of an activity that we did when I was in college in one of my um, social work classes. And everyone had to line up in a row. And then the professor said, take a step forward if you were born in this country. Uh, take a step forward if one or both of your parents went to college before you did. And at the end of it, it was the whole point was to highlight that our experiences in life have shaped our our privilege and the way in which we see the world. Um, and there are mixed opinions about that activity, but I do like the fact that it can highlight for people who may not have thought about it before, um, it can highlight for them some of the ways in which they experience privilege. So what do you do with your privilege? Well, there are several things that you can do. You can educate yourself. You can stop to think, okay, well, apparently I have XYZ privilege because Dr. Tracy just said this thing and a light bulb went off in my head. Let me find out some more. Just educating yourself and being aware of your privilege is one thing that you can do. You can also stand up for people who do not have the same privileges as you do in spaces where they are being undermined, uh, in instances where people are talking down about them. You can also listen to the people who do not have the privileges that you do, listen to their plight, listen to their concerns, and then use those concerns to lift them up as a group. That is one of the things that I think has been missing in the conversations around race 
it's very heated and people are not necessarily listening to the marginalized people's experience. And it's hard to make progress if you don't feel like you are being heard. So listen to what people have to say and then use that to lift them up. You can't lift people up based on your opinions of what they need to be lifted up. You need to hear what they need and then do that. Use that to make accommodations. A friend of mine who is in a wheelchair and has been in a wheelchair for decades, she and I have had multiple conversations about access in her environment and the ways in which she has been limited because of access. So you can make accommodations. You can do that for physical spaces. You can do that for social media. There are things that you can do. I really like the fact that people who are making TikTok videos, they have captions. Um, There are captions on YouTube. There are ways that we can make accommodations in the world. And another thing that you can do is to donate your time, your money, your knowledge, your resources to further those who do not have the privileges that you do. You don't have to do all of those things if those are not privileges that you have, but I'm sure that time and knowledge and resources at the very least Um, are things that you can contribute. So I hope that that helps. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Monday and Friday. If you haven't already, please pop over to the website at healthywealthyroots.org. You can follow me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots. And I am now on Clubhouse at HWR. That's for Healthy Wealthy Roots, of course. Now you can also send in a voice message. The link for that is on the website and I may play it on the show. Remember, our future grows from Healthy Wealthy Roots. Next episode is going to be very special. I will be doing my very first interview on the podcast, and I will be talking with Sophie, who paid off $120,000 in student loans in 26 months. You have to hear her story. Tune in next time. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.